Hi, everybody, and welcome to the inaugural episode of Midwesternish, a podcast where we discuss the philosophies of work, culture, and everything in between. Tonight's first guest is Taylor Steinke. Taylor is a sales manager at Spring Venture Group, where he is widely regarded as a culture guru who loves developing people and empowering future leaders. As we transition to remote life and the realities therein, for those of us who are privileged to do so, Taylor is a wonderful resource for understanding how to lead in a remote environment. So without further ado, here's Taylor. Hey, hey. Hey, Taylor, can you hear me okay? I can hear you great. Great. Well, everybody, welcome to the first episode of the Midwesternish podcast. Um, this will be a great experiment with talking about all things culture and everything in between. I could think of no better first guest than Taylor Michael Steinke, a sales manager at Spring Venture Group, where I also work, and a good friend. Uh, this is Taylor's first time on any podcast, and I'm excited to have him because anybody who knows Taylor knows that he is, by and large, a culture guru and pretty much a genius at developing people who cares a lot about the work that he does. And in the new reality, the landscape that we're in now, with uh, those of us who are privileged enough getting able to being able to work from home, culture and how to relay and create a culture with a distributed workforce is a question that we are all seeking to answer. And so with that, uh, I'll let Taylor introduce himself and we'll pick his brain a little bit about what it looks like managing, leading, and creating culture remotely. Taylor, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Thanks for that wonderful intro, Mr. Gamble. Um, feel all giddy, but uh, the <clears throat> a little bit about myself, right? So um, been a sales manager for the past few years, um, have kind of taken a dive straight into figuring out how to, you know, like what the, the core and root of motivation and what makes people get up out of the, out of bed in the morning, right? Um, how to foster that development professionally, personally, um, as well as in a team environment, how to kind of set the the ground rules in a, in a comfortable space where real innovation and collaboration can happen um, within a very diverse and unique group of individuals in the world. Um, and I think I've had some success, some success with that. So uh, it's been, been a lot of fun and this whole, you know, COVID-19 creates a, a new atmosphere for us to start to explore and really challenge um, some fundamental assumptions that we make about culture. So yeah, let's um let's dive into that a little bit. Um, now, uh, for those of you who are listening in, we are currently, for those who work at uh, our company, Spring Venture Group, in, I believe it's week six now of working from home. Taylor, what are some things that initially stuck out to you in terms of, you know, challenging those assumptions about how we how we live and work and how people should be led that surprised you when we transitioned to remote work? Uh, man, the first thing that really comes to mind when we all went home was just the um, the assumption of communication, right? Um, because it's really easy in an office environment for, you know, you can just go up and walk, walk around and see everybody, right? And that's a 
normal thing in most office cultures. But the biggest thing that was lacking or probably the biggest challenge, if that's what you're getting at here, Alex, is uh, that those easy side conversations weren't happening. And that really is like the lubricant for some of the great positive or some of the you know, destructive negative behaviors. So it, we're almost in a vacuum, an interesting vacuum uh, with work from home that we are able to fully pay attention to and be intentional about each communication that we have. Uh, we're in an office environment. It, it fosters a little bit of more of that, you know, kind of stew or the culture in more of like a bacterial sense of some things are just growing and moving and we don't even know what they're they're really doing there until you you for those move of, them into and for those of you that don't know taylor majored <laughs> in uh biology wasn't it <laughs> yeah so i was gonna be a high school science teacher for a while uh so yeah but i think what you're what you're driving at is the reality that um you know you and i both have kids and yep. it's the same thing when you have kids which is that um when you go from a life with no kids to a life with kids everything becomes pre-planned and it becomes um, extremely intentional. And there's very little spontaneity um, as you adjust to like life with a newborn. So mm -hmm. I think that transitioning to remote culture, um, let me know if you agree. Yeah. It sounds like what you're saying is that the spontaneity and that sort of like spark that's created just from those passing interactions in the office has largely evaporated and we have to find ways to recreate that, even though all of that is sort of, um, it's all intentional now. Like there is, there's not really much spontaneity to remote work, um, that we've been able to find so far. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, I mean, you're, you're exactly right on there. Gamble is like the, the, um, the challenge in that is like the, you can't like feel people, you know, which is, which is a p part of culture and like our psychological presence within a space. Um, and as a leader and somebody who creates culture, it's a, a challenge of like, all right, where do I find the space that I create now? Right. Because I'm, you know, sitting in my basement here and half of the rooms, my kids playroom. Right. And it's like, how do I create this space of, you know, safety and positivity and culture that we've had in the office that I can't do the same kind of things without a, a physical environment. So it's been a really unique challenge, but I, I think, um, I think there's a lot that we can, can actually do when we're working from home and some things that I've had some success with playing yeah, around with. Talk about some of those things. Yeah. So the two, I mean, the two main areas that I prioritize and focus on as far as culture is like uh, my immediate team. Right. And that's like priority number one. Cause that's who I'm, that's my job, right. Is to help them grow and develop. And um, at the end of the day, that's, that's what helps me achieve my goals and uh, support my family. But then the other side of that is what culture am I engrossed in as well? So that's who am I with my peers, right? Who am I with my fellow managers, even those who, are on my director team or, you know, the, the broader spectrum of like, who am I interacting with in the business? Right. Uh, so that's how I kind of broke it out in uh, my team on an individual basis. Right. So creating open lines of communication and expectation. So that's what I do with my team to generate individual, right. Con 
continue individual connection is uh, to still maintain strong bonds and have a set time within each week where my agents have a, they know it's my, their time with me. Right. And that's a safe spot and they can always reach out to me. Um, and if I'm not available, right, they know that they have that time within the week for sure that they're going to get me if they need me. Right. Um, so that's like the personal connection with my team. Um, and then my team, as far as like a collaborative culture, right. How do we keep that culture motivated and focused on the business? Right. There's lots of fun things. And I've seen like all kinds of crazy happy hours that are going on. And we did a, a big game night on, you know, virtually, which was a lot of fun, but, um, the, the main thing is to intentionally get together one time a day. Um, and my meetings have actually gone probably a little bit longer than they would in person. Um, just because we're able to get right back to work in a, in more efficient manner than we would in the office and, uh, might take a little bit longer for people to speak up or feel comfortable over a virtual platform. Um, but I have been very intentional for every meeting that we have um, is to specifically call out people to share ideas, to share what they're learning, share what is challenging them, share their successes uh, to get more of that cross pollination within the team because they're not sitting right next to each other like the office environment. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, that's been really encouraging um, in that sense. And then uh, in addition to that, right, I've, I've broken out my team into pairs um, that uh, pairs based on personality, um, really, and strong suits to make sure that they have an accountability buddy or partner. And during our big, long team meeting, the end of that meeting, I just put them into a breakout room. Right. So those of you familiar with Zoom or Adobe Connect, right, throw them into a breakout room. It's just them. I'm not in there. They talk about their goals. They talk about how to hold each other accountable and they talk about how they can support each other. Um, and that's been one of the largest drivers of that continued culture. Cause they follow up. You're cutting out a little bit with Taylor, each other and it's not something that I have to do. If, yep. you're in, if you're in like a dead zone, maybe try going to a different part of the room. It cut out a little bit, but cut out a little bit, ju- just a little bit. You're fine. Um, okay. And I think, you know, to your points about, um, you know, checking in, making sure people feel supported, I want to go back to one of the things that you said um, earlier, which was about sitting in your basement. I think a lot of us right now are living that reality where we're part of this massive organization. You know, our, our company alone is close to a thousand people. Um, and yet we are, we are alone in our rooms all day. Now sales is an emotional field. It, there's a lot of emotion wrapped up in the wins. There's a lot of emotion wrapped up in the losses, and as a sales leader, so much of, of reading the room requires that physical presence. You know, you can see the slumped shoulders for the employee who's feeling discouraged. You can see um, the, the one anxiously pacing as they're trying to close the deal. And you can pick up on those visual cues. A lot of that is largely absent in remote work. So how are you transitioning to supporting your team and, and reading the room in a digital environment to make sure people get what they need. Yeah. So it's, a, uh, it's really, uh, just staying hyper aware, um, and having a continual contact, uh, and open, op- really like open lines of communication with my agents. So, um, mm-hmm. and I have had, you know, some agents who <clears throat> are having frustrating days, right. Uh, it's, 
how, right, like how to read the emotion. And I guess that's what I'm, yeah, I guess that's what I'm asking is how do you, how do you offer that digital pat on the shoulder from afar? Yeah, well, usually I call, right? Um, Mm -hmm. Or at least get on, get on a video so they can see my face. Um, So a lot of my agents don't have webcams on their, on their Mm -hmm. computers, but uh, the, you know, small example, I had an agent today, right? Um, Hasn't been performing this week in, uh, in the way that they expected or anticipated for themselves, right? Uh, I picked up on that through a couple different messages, right? So it's, you know, the, this agent is normally pretty happy go lucky, you know, everything's Mm -hmm. butterflies and roses. Um, so I shoot every agent a a message or at least that's my intention every day. Right. Um, to Mm -hmm. get out in front of them and just get some sort of message to see how they reply. Right. Mm -hmm. And based on some of those conversations and replies, I start to read uh, like, okay, let's maybe dive a little bit deeper and then let's get into a conversation. So Mm-hmm. That was what happened with this agent. He gave me a pretty short response. Generally, it's usually a, mm-hmm. something uplifting, right? Uh, so just gave him a call, right? Buzzed him in, said, hey, let's pop into a room. Um, did a quick check-in. Uh, had an awesome coaching interaction. Uh, really flipped mindset and then got him back out there. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that necessarily answers your question of like, how do you keep that mm-hmm. pulse other than keeping right like it's my job to put those feelers out there right mm-hmm. and then kind of try and yeah navigate the responses and if there's a weird response mm-hmm. one of my life philosophies is never to make any assumptions right so if i have an assumption of like huh that feels weird i need to go figure out if that's true or not right, right. so the only way to figure out if that's true is either to call them or get on a video call with them mm-hmm. um and even that's a little bit challenging, but you get a more genuine and a lot of times like a more vulnerable space um, because it's more of an intimate one-on-one connection than even the office can, can afford because we're in our yeah. comfortable environment. So. Right. Now, um, you know, to that point, there is this element of, uh, you know, for those of you who like the band Dashboard Confessional, um, oh, the, yeah. the meaning behind the name <laughs> of that band is that you are more truthful when uh, you and the person next to you are staring straight ahead. You know, like if you're on a car ride and you're looking at the dashboard, you have more truthful conversations when you're looking at that rather than looking directly at each other when people tend to shy away from you know, the true nature of their emotions. So in a sense, us being able to look um, just at our computer screens as we're communicating could serve as, you know, a portal to more open and honest communication, similar to that sort of dashboard confessional, if you will. Are you finding that the uh, communications that you are having with agents when you are in the, you know, having a vulnerable uh, conversation about either like how someone's feeling or if they're struggling, are you finding that those are more authentic, the same or less so? Um. <clears throat> Well, I think the season that we're in is causing more vulnerability and just honesty with yourself. Um, So I'd say more. Mm -hmm. Um, The biggest challenge in that, other than being in like a, uh, an actual physical environment is sometimes in those conversations, right? Over virtual Mm -hmm. silence can make 
can make you feel really lonely if it's mm-hmm. over virtual. But in person, sometimes silence can be really comforting mm-hmm. um, if you're just present there with them. Uh, so that's probably my biggest challenge is because I, I use silence um, as, a, as a tool sometimes. Um, but I, to answer your question simply, right, I think more vulnerable conversations have mm-hmm. come out uh, since we've started working from home for sure. Okay. Good deal. Now, one thing I do want to ask is a common phrase in sales and especially in our organization is it's as big a deal as you make it. Yep. So one thing that I feel that we're constantly struggling with or, or debating about internally is how much to highlight the reality of what it is that we're experiencing right now. Um, you know, similar to not wanting to exacerbate any anxieties, but also not wanting to ignore them and hold the exact same standard as if we were in the office, because that's not the case. So Mm -hmm. keeping in mind, it's as big a deal as you make it. How are you navigating that? And how are you intentionally choosing to emphasize or de-emphasize the reality that we're currently in? Yeah, no, this is, this is great, Alex. I'm glad you asked this question. Um, So one of the things that I did when we first immediately moved home, um, was I, I want to be proactive about the situation and I want to be proactive about people's anxieties. I want to be proactive about people's mental health. Right. Um, so I, a lot of our first meetings and standups were just about like, Hey, how's everybody doing? Let's set up your work from home schedule. Let's set up your work from home station. Let's make sure you're confident, you're comfortable, you are secure in your environment before we go and execute. Um, and it did take a little bit of a slower start for us as far as like a Mm -hmm. business production side, um, to get into the, where we've been clipping for the past couple of weeks. Um, and I Mm -hmm. think that's because we were dealing with that and we're setting a good foundation. Um, Mm -hmm. and I'm a, I'm a long-term guy, right. And I'm, as you know, Alex, right. Like I think Mm -hmm. long-term all the time. So, um, a lot of managers took the opposite approach, right. Of, Let's make this the safe place. This is business as normal. And about a week ago, we saw some of that start to wane and start some of those anxieties start to rise up on mm-hmm. a couple other teams that I saw. Um, but my team was just hitting its stride and we performed really, really well. Um, and we're still on the upswing mm-hmm. um, for, you know, numbers sake to give a little context right where we've jumped 20 percent in our core products and then um 30 percent in our ancillary products over the past two weeks so um really really strong improvements where most teams are either stagnating or or or, you know like staying about the same or maybe taking a couple steps back Mm -hmm. and a lot of it is revolving around this issue of choosing not to highlight it right kind of that philosophy mm-hmm. of it's only a big of videos you make it let's pretending like it's not happening yeah exactly and then that's starting to catch up um which i don't think is the right approach i don't think there's you know and that's you know my opinion and mm-hmm. i think there's value and there's weight in the other the other side but those things are gonna crop up at some point um mm-hmm. so my thought is get them knocked out right same thing with assumptions right like get them knocked out right away so that we can do good work and mm-hmm. sustainable work for the future. So, and when you say knocked out, what do you mean? Um, just 
like get the uh, knocked out and maybe is the wrong context. So get those <laughs> things out in the open. Right. Yeah. So we let's know... just get it all out. Let's, let's be honest and candid. Right. So we know the enemy we're up against. Right. Mm-hmm. Love it. Now, now what does, you know, you're really big into the development of your people as all leaders should be. Um, but again, anyone who knows you knows that that is, one of your primary focuses, if not the primary focus, what does development of people, development of leaders look like in a remote context? It's, it's been really interesting. So development of leaders in a remote context, um, what I've started leaning a lot on um, because it's hard to, at least for me, it's been challenging to figure out ways to empower my leaders to continue to lead the team remotely because I'm still trying to figure it out. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Which is a normal thing for me to do when we're in the office. I'm like, all right, cool. I'll empower you to do this. You go do that. So um, playing to my agents, my, my leader's strengths, right? Like, so figuring out what they're best at and then letting them go and play essentially in that area to the best of their ability. Um, and that's been what I've been trying to focus on, but in a more conceptual one-on-one type basis since we've been at home. Uh, so for example, I'm having one of uh, a couple of my leaders develop a workshop for um, an open enrollment process, right? So what's different about this particular phone call, this open enrollment process? For those who don't, for those who don't right. uh, know the industry we work in, open enrollment is the insurance uh, language for someone who can purchase an insurance plan without health questions. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Uh, but the you know figuring out that process in a meaningful way, and then they're going to uh, lead a presentation next week on on that to the team. Right? They'll field all the questions. They'll give all the follow up, um, and I'm empowering and entrusting them to do that. Um, but as far as like the practical things, right. So, um, just all of the tool belt that I've gathered over the past few years of leadership development stuff. So, um, like Keith Rosen stuff, some different mindset things about, um, how to coach agents into the present moment rather than living in the future or the past. Uh, and just some of those tools in coaching and, challenging my leaders to a, a, a continued uh, curiosity into becoming a better leader, right? Mm-hmm. And that's been my, my big push and challenge since we've been from home because we have more time to read books. We have more time to investigate things. We have more time to develop ourselves uh, within this stuck-at-home culture, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so how has this process and this time, you know, we talk a lot about like the, re- the reflection that's coming from this process and how being remote has allowed us to have an arm's length view of culture and, and what works and, and what might not have been working. How mm-hmm. has this changed you as a leader and what in going remote and having that arm's length view, have you realized you want to change forever moving forward um, at, in your leadership of a team? Um, so uh, the first thing is just upping my intentionality of my in-office communication style, right? Mm -hmm. Um, 
when we were before we were work from home, I would rely a lot on the sense of the room, right? In the sense of the agent, um, rather than be intentionally putting things out there to see how everybody's doing on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's an excellent tool that I talked about earlier of like just getting a message, getting a hello out to my agents in a safe way or safe environment for them to give me some sort of feedback where uh, a quality coaching or a mindset check or um, some sort of positive mm-hmm. interaction can come out of that. That's great. Now, uh, one last question here is where do we go from here? What do you think the, you know, eventually uh, at some point in the near future, hopefully we're all going to start trickling back into our office environments. Um, what do you think work and culture and teams are going to look like moving forward in a way that they didn't before? What's going to change? Um, yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Well, I think we've entered a new reality of the workforce. First of all, uh, work from home is now going to be not just an option in some businesses, but an expectation of businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, I think our the way we manage is going to get a little bit more diverse because we'll have a larger portion um, that is work from home, mm-hmm. which adds a little bit of a layer of complexity. Um so I think it'll be, I, I, you know, I don't know. I don't really know what the future mm-hmm. holds, but I think the biggest change for us going forward is um, being grateful really for like the jobs that mm-hmm. we have. Um, and then also being able to connect with each other, even without being physically present with mm-hmm. one another. Um, yeah which I think is a super special tool for mm-hmm. us to have. Okay. That's great. Um, so uh, what is one thing uh, that you would like to articulate that you think that we should all be thinking about right now as we lead uh, remotely? Oh man. Um, as we lead remotely, um, the one thing that I, that has really, really helped me, um, is because, you know, I'm feeling new anxieties that I've never felt before. Right. Um, there's, it's a crazy environment and we're all stuck at home is, um, first off as yourself, as a leader to give yourself some grace to remove yourself right in, in sales or whatever organization that you might be in, um, remove yourself from the results that you're trying to output and do the best that you can with what you're given in this moment. That's great. Well, thank you, Taylor. Um, I really appreciate your time tonight. Um, anybody who knows you knows that you care a lot about this and contribute a lot to the people that you lead. So uh, thank you for your time and I'll let you go. Uh, thank you, Alex. Bye. It's been a Thanks for listening, everybody. We greatly appreciate your time tonight. Be sure to subscribe if you'd like to hear future episodes of Midwesternish, a podcast. More to come soon. Have a great night.